Planet Japan, Episode 8, for July 26, 2005. Omiyai Onsens and Cows on Hemp. In tonight's show, we'll discover the latest way for a woman to meet a husband in Japan, why some cows are apparently too happy, and what kind of art is showing up in the South Korean subway. And, of course, as always, the Planet Japan dancers will amaze and astound. Stay tuned. Get ready. Get, ready. Get, ready. Get your seatbelts fast. You're about, You're about ready, ready to land, to land, land on the planet, planet Japan, Japan with Amy and Doug. So, want to hear a joke? Uh, no, not particularly. What I do want to talk about, just for a minute again, is that uh, stupid, goofy runaway bride. You remember her from last week? Oh yeah. Her elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor, eh? You can say that again. She's just a few fries short of a Happy Meal. A few beers short of a six-pack. You know, the wheel's spinning, but the hamster's dead. All foam, no beer. She's got an intellect rivaled only by garden tools. She's as smart as bait. Oh, man. Her slinky is kinked. She's She was trying to surf in Nebraska. She's an idiot. <laughs> we hate her. Let's kill her. <laughs> we can't say kill her? You can't say that. No. No. Really? No. Okay. We won't say that. Okay. Let's not kill her. So, welcome back to Planet Japan, episode number eight already. I'm Amy Chavez. I'm Doug DeLong, and we are happy to be here again with Planet Japan rapidly becoming one of the most popular <laughs> podcasts in the universe. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Officially, according to the latest survey, of all the podcasts in the universe, we are rapidly becoming the most popular. Well, we certainly are one of the most popular in Japan. Yeah. And that's because we're good. We are just good. We are hot. We look good. We feel good. People love us. Well, you're because, sexy. Because I'm sexy, and you're pretty hot, and we're doing the show naked tonight just for everybody's enjoyment. Well, nearly naked anyway. Yeah. Actually, I've got this problem. I'm getting this beer belly, which is really embarrassing oh, really? because I wear a bikini at uh, work. Well, see, now there's a good reason mm-hmm. to go out to the Moo Bar. So it's a little bit <coughs> embarrassing, actually. How are things at the Moo Bar these days? The Moo Bar is really mooing. <coughs> We've been very busy. Uh, we had a really good weekend, mm-hmm. and we had gorgeous weather. The beach was wonderful, and a lot of people came out. We you got, got a little a free promotion, didn't you? We did. We got a spot on TV, mm-hmm. and um, I was serving margaritas. Wow. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people came out. It was really nice. So thousands of people descended on the Moo Bar. That's right, and we all mooed together. Wow, it must have been mm. exciting. <laughs> do you practice mooing when you? On I don't a daily really basis? need to because I do it enough. Yeah, so it's, it's just it a, comes naturally. I see. Mm-hmm. I think you are possibly part bovine. Indeed, I, I definitely. Yeah. We don't know which part, but. <laughs> okay, maybe we got the udder. we got lots of fun things to talk about tonight including a couple of things interesting coming out of our homeland, Japan, uh, about uh, a new program the airlines are running for frequent flyer pets. Flying rabbits. Yeah, what do you know about that? Well, according to an article in the Japan Times by Chris Wright, he uh, interviewed uh, this Japanese woman, Yoshie Karahashi, who flies with her rabbit. And she flies between Japan and Madrid. Mm -hmm. And her rabbit has its own passport and its own frequent flyer book. Wow. 
and uh, Virgin Atlantic has recently started up their Flying Paws plan, P-A-W-S. Oh, that's clever. Flying Paws, yeah. yeah. And her rabbit has already clocked 100,000 kilometers. Could I just ask a basic question? Sure. What's wrong with this woman? Why can't she just leave her damn rabbit at home? <laughs> she's <laughs> addicted to rabbits, maybe. Or maybe she's just, you know, fearful that she'll go hungry one day, and if she has a rabbit with her, well. Well, is she gone for, like, days at a time? Obviously, yeah. And she doesn't have a friend or family member who can... To eat? ...drop no. in and feed the poor little thing? No, I think it's more of her dependency on the rabbit, uh, on something furry. I see. Well... Oh, sounds kind of sick to me. She should get a blow-up rabbit. I have a blow-up cow. You have a blow-up cow? I do. I just received it as a gift on Sunday from really? one of my Moo Bar customers. You just blow it up and... You just blow it up? It sits there and... Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sleeping with it yet. No, that's that's good to know, Amy. Hmm. So far, so good. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder if... um I wonder how far they Virgin Atlantic takes this flying... Pause program. I guess pause distinguishes it from hooves, so you couldn't mm -hmm. take your cow with you, huh? I suspect not. I suspect it's only for smaller animals. Now, wait a minute. Cows can be very small. Did you know that there is a 30-centimeter-high Dexter cow? Oh, that's right. We talked about the Dexter cows just a little bit last week and promised mm -hmm. our listeners that we would give them more information. So they have been hanging on all week waiting for the new show to find out exactly what is going on with the Dexter cows. Yeah, the Dexter cows were bred especially as pets, mm -hmm. and they're really good uh, with children, mm -hmm. and they're small. Now, you still have to keep them outside, but they're kind of like the Shetland pony of cows. Okay. And they're really cute. They're may adorable. I just, may I just say that that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. A pet cow? A pet cow, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. because you don't have one. Who wants a pet cow I do. roaming around the yard? Oh, that would be lovely. And it they give milk, too. And if you get, if you want to have a barbecue, it's pretty handy, I guess. But I can't well, think of another reason to... You could do, like, the pigs they put on the <laughs> on the bread. <laughs> what do you get, the rotisserie? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's sad. That would be very sad. Yeah. yeah. And these Dexter cows are, are like taking over the world? People just love them? Or no, but they have been like pretty a couple popular. A couple crazy people. And, uh, but they don't have them in Japan yet. Not until I import one anyway. Oh, you're going to get a Dexter cow? I would love to have a Dexter cow. And Let he's going to need a passport and a frequent flyer program. Because uh -huh. I don't think I'll want to go anywhere without my Dexter cow. Yeah. Let him roam around the moo bar? Yeah. That's what I'd like to have him as a mascot and kind mm -hmm. of something fun for the kids. A conversation piece. Yeah. He yeah. would love it. Uh -huh. They're brown. How can how can people how do people find these Dexter cows? Can they just get on the internet and? Well, that's how I found out about them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there is actually a Yahoo group devoted to Dexter cows. Devoted to Dexter cows, and um, there's also a video of Dexter cows mm -hmm. eating grass. <laughs> eating little miniature grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you just put in Dexter cows into the search engine, yeah, yeah, we'll I'll put I'll put a link on the blog to some pictures so people can. Yeah, maybe to the download video. It's kind of nice. It's just cows eating mm -hmm. grass. It's very uh, soothing to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I wonder if this is going on with other large animals, making them smaller. Giraffes or elephants or. That would be interesting. Uh, wouldn't that be really cute? A miniature elephant? Yeah, that'd be A fun. miniature zoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
right. <laughs> now, uh, what else is going on in Japan these days? I heard something about uh, some crazy people in Osaka yes. have an idea to solve all the problems that young people cause in this country. And they, they do cause a lot of problems. Well, first of all, they're apparently not communicating with their parents. Yeah. That's, that's not good. And um, as well, they're just like out too late. Yeah. So Osaka would like to put a curfew on kids under 16, mm -hmm. not being able to enter entertainment areas such as movies and karaoke boxes, game centers after 7 p.m. Ah. I see. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, and it's uh, going to promote uh, talking to the parents who probably aren't even home. Well, here's I working. would carry it just a step further, I think, if, if I was in charge. I would make a law that says kids have to stay in their room after 7 o'clock. They're not allowed to go out of their room. Hmm. That way they couldn't possibly get into any trouble. So this law says you can't go into a karaoke box, a movie theater, any kind of fun place. So kids essentially are not allowed to, would, n would not be allowed to have fun after 7 o'clock. Well, that's right. And you would think that if they're going into these places that they're out of everyone else's hair anyway. I mean, what harm yeah. is done in a karaoke box? Now, you know, to me this just seems like a stupid idea. Yeah, I, I would say you're right. I would... I think that probably these kids before were in Juku and, and school taking mm -hmm. classes and stuff until late at night. And now that um, we're getting away from all that and saying that kids need more free time to grow up and have fun, I think that they're just trying to make rules to you know, justify yeah. not letting them have fun. Yeah, I mean, they're kids. Let them have some fun for crying out loud. Mm. It's ridiculous. But up until now, that really hasn't been the idea in Japan. Most uh, kids have had to study. I know kids, um, I see kids in junior high and even elementary school just always being pushed, pushed, pushed mm -hmm. to get educated and get into the best school, high schools and then best university. And That's why you always go into McDonald's in the morning and see them sleeping on the tables. Oh, is that true? You saw, have you seen that? You've never seen that. I don't go to McDonald. I don't go anywhere in the mornings. That's the <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I'm I'm a late riser. I mean, they're not like sleeping <coughs> on the tables, but they've got their head oh, down that's on the good table. To know. Yeah. Recently, I read that uh, some onsens, or at least one onsen in particular, has started something called Omiyai Onsen. Ooh, wow! Now, so for those you can of you pick out your naked mate first exactly. before you even date. Exactly. This is like going backwards in the marriage yeah. process, isn't it? Mm, yeah, perhaps. But omiyai, for those of our listeners who aren't aware, is the word for Japanese arranged marriage. So the onsen has set up not exactly a mixed bathing situation, but it's got a wall dividing it with kind of a, uh, a trap door or a trap window. And trap window? <laughs> I like that. Well, nobody falls through it or anything. But well, you get trapped in there. Yeah. But omiyai. a woman, if a woman uh, gets the urge, she can pull a rope in this window Ooh, will open. I have the urge to pull a rope. And she can peer into the men's bathing area. And and are they naked? Well, yeah. Wow. She can check out the scene, as it were. There's and hopefully a place in France <laughs> where the ladies <laughs> wear no pants. There's a hole in the wall where the boys can see it all. Boy, wow. times have changed. That was pretty good. That's a good song. So if she sees somebody she likes, he might come over and they'll have a chat and the idea No, is they're still through the window, right? He doesn't come over <coughs> through the window, does he? They're on opposite sides, but they're talking to each other through this, I, what 
I think is an open space of some kind. I like the word open space better than trap door. Yeah. Because getting trapped into an OMI is, Yeah, it's know, not good. Mm. Yeah. Although it certainly happens quite a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But the interesting thing about these OMI onsens is that um, only the women have the option to open the window. Ooh, you got to love it. I hope Japan keeps going in this trend, you know, where it should be a woman's world. <laughs> because apparently... These, this whole idea of mixed bathing has not really caught on with women. Oh, I can't believe that. But it's very popular with men. Go figure. Mm. <laughs> so now at, the, at this place, the women get the option. They can be voyeurs. Yes, they can mm -hmm. be voyeurs. Tick this box. Okay. Look for a future husband. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it'll catch on. Omiyai well, onsen. I like the idea of you know mm -hmm. seeing you know your potential partner naked first. I think yeah. everybody should do right. that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You hmm. gotta it's a hell of a screening process. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So it must be time for... Cowtails! I think so. Yay! Moo! We have, we have a good one this week, too. We do? Yeah. Get this. This comes direct to you from the BBC News. Mm -hmm. You can trust the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the BBC stands for Big Bad Cows. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this article, the name of it is... Farmers low moo at hemp ban for cows. Mm -hmm. So um, these cows in Liechtenstein are the most chilled out, laid back, carefree cattle in the world, and happy cows produce better milk. And why are they happy? Are, now, are we all in a in agreement with this? Everybody knows that a happy cow gives happy milk. That's right. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so um, apparently they've been feeding these cows hemp, which is related to cannabis. Marijuana. That's right. Yeah. So we've got some intoxicated cows out there. Maybe they're turning psychedelic and they're not black and white anymore. They're turning other colors. Mm -hmm. Could be. Do the cows get hungry when they uh, when they eat this hemp? <laughs> they get the munchies. That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's why they're always eating grass when mm -hmm. you see pastures okay. of cows. So yeah. now the government has said uh, that's a no-no. You can't, you can't do that? Yeah, actually, um, so the the government is afraid that the hemp gets passed on in the milk to people, and especially children. Uh -huh. So um, they're banning the hemp giving to the cows. So they're afraid that people are going to drink milk and, and get high? Yeah. Mm. And that's a problem because... I can't, I can't, I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> now that's a good question. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the dairy farmers, of course, are enraged. And they say that the hemp relaxes bovine nerves. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they also say that many of the cows nowadays are very stressed. Mm -hmm. And if they eat hemp, they calm down. And when they're calmed down, they produce more milk, mm -hmm. happy milk. Exactly. Yeah, and they also say that the cattle may be relaxed, but they, get this, are not stoned. Well, yeah, hemp is not the same as marijuana. I mean, they're it's in the not. same family, but it doesn't have the same, uh, the same, um, stogenic, stonegenic mm -hmm. quality. Mm -hmm. I just made up that word. But it doesn't have. I don't even think it has the THC, does it? I mean, they they say it does, but I don't think it does. I think that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, hemp, they use hemp to make clothes and stuff, right? And <laughs> rope and... Right, that's yeah. true, that's true. Hmm. 
And this guy, Mr. Egger, mm-hmm. who I'd say is in the wrong business anyway, he should be in, bus- in the chicken business, uh, yeah. a name like that, <laughs> says the only thing which gets high is the quality of the milk. Right. Isn't that cute? That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it, yeah. Hmm. But some of the uh, dairy farmers are actually in accordance with this ban. And they said, like this one guy, he says, I thought that people that did that, giving hemp to cows, were yeah. a bit exotic and alternative, he said. Okay, now see, I think here, here's the way you need to read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to give this guy a little more character. Okay. I thought the people <laughs> that did that were just a little bit exotic and a little bit alternative. Very nice. Is that better? Yeah, very okay, nice. Thank you. you. Okay. And um, so you can imagine all those alternative cows. Mm-hmm. Getting high. In Liechtenstein. Isn't yeah. that just a beautiful image? Kind of like the the drunk cows, Kobe cows in the Japan. Kobe cows. They right? give them beer. They do. So it's okay yeah. to give them beer, but not okay to give them a little hemp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just not fair. And as well, long as they're not getting behind the wheel, <laughs> what's exactly. the problem, really? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's the world coming to? <sighs> it's a sad, sad world. Yeah. And for the cows that have to change their diet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life is going to be a lot less laid back. Yeah. Mm. Shogunai. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our cow tails. Okay. That was great. That was my favorite cow tail. That's a good one. So far. Yeah. Of all the cow tails we've done, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Psychedelic cows. Okay. It's time for kanji audio mnemonics. Let's do it. And this is where I teach everyone a kanji. Okay. Yeah, all you have to do is listen, and then you might want to take a look at the blog where you can actually see a picture of the mm-hmm. kanji, just in case my <laughs> my explanation isn't quite okay. right on. But part of the fun of this is that it's a theater of the mind. You imagine, then you can go to the blog and see if what is in your head is the same as what it actually looks like. Yeah, it's just a, a creative way, a creative approach to learning kanji. Because we are nothing if not creative. That's right. Exactly. So, the first ki- I'm going to teach you two kanji. The first one is the kanji for I, E Y E, eyeball. And this kanji has is usually me, which is I me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also used sometimes with moku, as in mokuteki, which is a name or a goal. Okay. But um, for just a regular I, it's me. Okay. First, you draw a rectangle and you stand it on end. And then you're going to draw two lines across mm-hmm. the rectangle right. evenly and even parts. Okay. So now you have two lines across mm-hmm. the rectangle and three separate parts. And that is I. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. Kind of looks like a ladder. A what? A ladder. A ladder. Right. Yeah. Eyes, ladders, of course. The yeah. similarities are amazing. There's an obvious connection there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But the reason I'm teaching you this is because the next kanji is amazingly similar. Mm-hmm. And this is the kanji for shell. Shell? Seashell. Seashell. And since you, and the way you write this kanji is you do the same rectangle with the two lines across, so mm-hmm. it looks like a ladder. And then you add some feet, two feet to uh-huh. it, two legs. And you can remember this because it's a seashell. Yes. Get it? No. Sea. Eyes. You see with your eyes. Uh-huh. Shell. Okay. There you go. You've got... <laughs> Of course. Got the kanji for I, and now you have the kanji for seashell. It's a walking I. It is. And the there's only one pronunciation for seashell, mm-hmm. and that's kai. 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 It's always kai. 
Okay. Isn't that nice? That's very nice. Simple. And it's I would say this kanji is is downright cute. It is. It is, yeah. Mm. All kanji should be this easy and cute on the eyes. Ah, uh, yeah. So many kanji, you know, they've got a thousand lines going in a hundred different directions. Wow, a thousand stroke orders. Yeah. Strokes, that's a lot. Yeah, it's very uh, That would be a huge kanji. Yeah. Kanji can actually be quite interesting. It would be more interesting if it wasn't so complicated. Right. <laughs> if they would just assign one pronunciation to each kanji, that would yeah. be nice. Or if there were only ten kanji <laughs> instead of a million. A million? Yeah. It's mm. a lot of kanji. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, most people uh, definitely know 2,000 because that's how many you need to know to read a newspaper. And then very educated people could know up to 5,000. So does anybody know how many there actually are? Over 5,000. But nobody has an exact number because they probably keep making new ones. Somebody sits in the kanji factory and <laughs> makes new kanji factory. all the time. <laughs> they actually don't make new kanji, I don't think. Yeah. Um, unless it would be taking old characters and putting them to new uses. Mm -hmm. But um, there would be ancient kanji uh, that would have um, not be n not be used these days. Mm. Um, just as there's like Middle English. Mm -hmm. right? There you go. Our audio mnemonic kanji or our kanji audio mnemonics our mnemonic audio kanji take your pick we're flexible we do have one more story we want to take a look at tonight and then we're going to play some really cool music mm. somebody uh, sent us some great music finally and we're going to listen to it and uh, we have a little contest that goes along with it also but before we do that there's this story I found on the internet that's a little bit uh, strange not strange is not the right word it's a little bit disturbing ah one of my favorite words. It, it's from Korea, South Korea. Oh, yes. Seoul. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> art by little kids. And how old are they? Eight? I think they're elementary school. Elementary school. Age, yeah. And apparently, throughout uh, the subway system in Seoul, kids uh, put together these little art shows with their little posters. You know, like oh, all nice. kids draw. Right. And it's usually Refrigerator art. Yeah. Like things about, uh, I don't know, fire safety or mm -hmm. their family life or their pets or, you know, really disgustingly cute stuff like that. Apparently, though, some teachers in uh, Seoul have been uh, getting their students to draw posters with themes like Japan sucks, <laughs> Japan is evil, oh, we hate Japan. And, and they're then putting this stuff up in the subways? And they're putting these, these nasty posters in the subways as part of an officially sanctioned exhibit, which is, st first it strikes me as odd that the government would allow such or blatantly... Yeah, that anyone would, really. You'd yeah. think that people would be protesting that kind of you know, hatred. Exactly. Yeah. Now, some people think it's because the, the um, teachers' union in uh, South Korea is very kind of militant, and very anti-Japan, and they're kind of, uh, kind of making their kids go along with this whole idea. Sounds like it. Yeah, but boy, I don't know. That's kind of strange. Well, I wouldn't think that the average elementary school child would uh, know enough about the history between the two countries to come up with those yeah. pictures on their own. Exactly. Let me describe to you what a couple of these posters... Um, look like. And I'm going to put a link on the blog because I found an excellent uh, selection on the internet of, uh, of close-up shots of all these uh, posters. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, the children's names have been airbrushed over. That's interesting. Now it seems to me if you're going to put up your artwork that yeah. you should take credit for it. Exactly. I think, though, they mean in the magazine they were airbrushed. Oh, I see. I think they're still on the... Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But, um, for example, one has the Japanese female manga character called Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. one of the popular characters, waving a Korean flag and proclaiming, Tokdo is Korean. Now, Tokdo is one of these islands that there's this big argument over who owns it, Korea or, or Japan. And apparently there's about 10 or 12 people that really care. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> another, this is an interesting one. Another one has a soft turd <laughs> floating on the ocean. And it says, the Japanese homeland. Ooh. The Japanese homeland. That is. Is a turd. That's <laughs> not, <nice. laughs> not nice at all. <laughs> Another one shows the Japanese um, Hinomaru flag rimmed with black bunting. Another one has Japan's uh, North Korea's highest peak erupting. I guess it's a uh, volcano uh, spouting lava and fumes all over Japan. Oh, my. It's just kind of throwing up on Japan from the, from the volcano. <laughs> And let's see. Oh, here's um, there's one more. Um, Koizumi, the Prime Minister of Japan, is uh, depicted as a uh, dog. And he's chained to a dog house. And they're eating him. No. <laughs> Mother South Korea. <laughs> would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, but the dog is about to be, be beaten by a man, a Korean man, holding a club. Uh, That's the idea. Mm. Yeah. So South Koreans beat the dogs. Yeah. That's the that's the flavor of the, what these posters are like. Oh, that's pretty horrible. Yeah. So I don't know. That just strikes me as odd that yeah. people would let let kids get involved in something like that and that's teach right. them to really hate. Yeah, anyone or yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. It's not right. Somebody should do something. There there ought to be a law. Let's start a campaign. So after that kind of downer story, let's uh, try to pick people's spirits up with a little bit of music. Okay, yeah. Now, this music um, comes from a Japan light reader and Mubar customer, mm -hmm. and his name is uh, Tadashi Yasunaga, okay. and he lives in Hiroshima. He spent 23 years, or maybe more, in New York, oh. and uh, played some music there as mm -hmm. well, and uh, he's put this band together. They're really very good, but there's one problem with the band. What's that? They don't have a name. Oh, you got to have a name. Got to have a name. And yeah. so I told him that we would ask our listening audience and we'd ask people what they think would be a good name. And mm -hmm. then um, if you think of something, please send it to us and we'll pass it by him. And if he chooses your name for his band, he'll give you a free CD. A free CD? Yep. And $10,000? No. <laughs> no? Just no. a free CD? Just a free CD, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't have a CD yet. You mean oh, like a free... He'll put together put a compilation, together such as <coughs> these songs that That's we're right. going to feature okay. on the show over the next kind few of weeks. A homemade CD. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's a quite a good band, very professional sounding. Yeah, I play them at the Moo Bar mm -hmm. at sunset. It's very romantic and yeah. jazzy. It's a very nice, it's nice selection setting. of seven or eight tunes. Mm -hmm. uh, the one we're going to listen to is called Lightning Strikes Twice. Right. Okay. Enjoy. Oh. Lightning strikes twice when you 
There you go. That's Lightning Strikes Twice. And the name of the guy is? Tarashi Yasunaka okay. from Hiroshima. He's from Hiroshima, and you yeah. met him at the Moo Bar. I did. He had emailed me, actually, mm-hmm. several years ago when he was still in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And um, then he sent me a CD, and I listened to that, and then he came out to the Moo Bar, and I was playing his music as he walked into the bar. 
Well, that's a kind of a kismet kind of thing. That's very nice. He's yeah. a he's a good guy. Yeah, real nice. Okay. So if um, anyone has a great idea for the name of his band, they yeah. should just email it to us at planetjapan dot. Uh, I'm Org. sorry, planetjapan zero five at yahoo.com is our email address. Yeah, or you can visit our blog. Go to the blog at planetjapan.org. That's our website, and just click on the blog link. Planetjapan.org is easy to remember because org stands for orgasm. Um, I'm not sure that's true. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nice if it was. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not that easy, is it? No. But, you know, we have gotten a lot of really nice emails uh, recently from, from a lot of people, and we really appreciate hearing from people. If you want to make a comment about the program, just go ahead and uh, shoot us off an email or put it over there on the blog, and we really appreciate uh, hearing from you. And, of course, if you have any music, please feel free to send your music to us. We will be happy to to play it for you. Okay, well, that's about it. We're going to wrap it up before we get into, into more trouble, and we'll see everybody right here, same time, same channel, next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Doug. And I'm Amy. Take care. Bye-bye. Moon.